found in a Welcome grave. to Round Guy, the podcast, as we do our first simulcast with the mighty Dare Dog on his high noon podcast. Uh, welcome to the program, Dare Dog. Good to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, uh, I thought this would be a good way to uh, to talk about your new show. Uh, our show, I'd like to say, is kind of a spinoff of uh, your 420 show. Uh, oh really? Well, I was a big fan of your 420 show. Uh, it was yeah. a good. It was a really good show. It was interesting. You had interesting guests on. You know, it was a probably an appropriate length of time. You know, it was something that I could kind of look forward to uh, every day or catch it. And you know, yes, some. Sir. I mean, you had some that was under a hundred views, and some that was over three thousand views. And it was, uh, but it was a pretty pretty good show. So during the. Uh, during the world ending thing, whatever that was, uh, yes. Round Guy and I uh, decided to do a, a, a Facebook live show like you did. We just did it at 10 in the morning on uh, every Thursday. And we would just sit on a park bench in front of uh, a store in Sigourney. And uh, we just talked to guests on the phone, you know, uh, comedians and authors and musicians and people of interest, you know, and it did pretty well. And then uh, we started the podcast, Round Guy the Podcast, about uh, the end of August. And we, you know, we utilized that inf- that stuff from when we did Good Morning Southeast Iowa. And a lot of that content, we just started out with that. And uh, we've been doing it a long time. But uh, tell, tell our listeners about your High Noon show. That's the High Noon Report. I just get on here and flatten my trap about whatever's on my mind. Sometimes it's brilliant. Sometimes it's stupid. It's usually somewhere in between. And I also like to talk about all of the unknown yet highly talented nightclub entertainers that are out there. I mean, as you know, as well as I do, that there are a lot of great comedians out there that just haven't had the mainstream national exposure. And there are comedians out there who have had that mainstream national exposure exposure that aren't really that talented at all. They can maybe do about 10 minutes. And if you put them in front of any kind of real crowd that is actually paid ticket money that does not recognize their name, which is 99.999999% of all stand-up comedy everywhere, they can't get it done. But there are a lot of comics out there, a lot of nightclub performers of all types that just put in their time, they put in the work, they have polished routines, polished performances. They get it done week after week after week. They're seasoned professionals. But for whatever reason, they just aren't name recognized. And so one of the things that I like to do in any way that I possibly can is bring recognition to people like that. And I would say you and Round Guy pretty much fall into that category as well. Yeah, we're in perfect examples. Anyway, we're talking to the mighty Jaredog, Jeremy Danley, a, a road comedian, the pride of Colfax, Iowa. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I wanted to tell you, uh, one of the, uh, what all, all round guy and I do is we just try to present life in Iowa in a positive way and the things that are uh, that to do. We cover uh, high school sports and uh, we don't cover Colfax Mingo, but we do cover the the district that they or the conference that they play in, and sometimes we talk about the team. And uh, but we're, that we're what we want to shine a light on Colfax Mingo. We want to shine a light on Brighton Iowa. We want to show shine a light on Wapalo Iowa. You know, just those little yeah. towns. We do segments about that. So that's been the 
Yeah, I guess and that's another way that you kind of expire. You always you inspired me to get into comedy just because you're the first, you know, rural person that I ever saw, you know, did that and made me think, wow, it's it's possible for a for a farm kid to do it because I'd never seen it really done. Oh, absolutely it's possible. I think it's actually the best comedy. It's not the most prestigious. But it's the best, in my opinion, and I'm different than a lot of uh, comedians that are out there that are looking for more of the prestigious venues like the improvs and the and the funny bones and corporate gigs and college gigs. But what I think is the best comedy is the stuff that's real, raw, and relatable. And I feel like when you go into small town America, the nooks and crannies located all across the country, you find these diamond in the rough establishments where people will show up. They are really wanting to be entertained and they're not jaded like you find in a lot of performance venues where you kind of get people in there with their arms crossed like, all right, make me laugh, fucker. And if you go into some of these small towns, they can be a little bit rowdy. I mean, some of these, I'm not going to lie, they can be absolute hell gigs. But for me, that's a more fun experience in a lot of ways because it might be difficult while you're on stage performing for a rowdy audience, but afterwards there's always a story. Those are the most memorable. And that's what I like about doing I like to create memories. I like to create experiences. You know, I was talking to my son the other night and he said, you know, the thing that's weird about you, dad, is you're very structured and orderly and disciplined and, and uh, organized in, in your life. But when you, but you like to create chaos as an entertainment experience. And he hit the nail on the head with that observation. So let me ask you about your show. Give me some of the guests that uh, you really, you know, was really happy to get on your show thought gave you some good uh, conversation and uh, help help make it a more more interesting thing to view. Well, I just started the High Noon Report a couple of weeks ago. Uh, get you know, get back into the swing of things. I, I didn't know. I don't. I never know how any of this is going to work. But I had a few people that have reached out to me. You know, some of them are commenting and watching the video right now. And you know, Budman, shout out to Budman, uh, Christy, or Kirsty, and and Skyler. And, uh, you know, Ron Fishman, like a lot of the, they've, they've been following me for a very long time. And they're like, when are you going to come back? When are you going to do your thing again where we live? And I'm like, I got to get this thing started up again. Oh, so instead of the 420 report, we'll call it the high noon report. It can be about anything. And so far I haven't had, you're the, you're probably one of the best guests. Well, you're like the only guest that I've had on so far. I had, Oh no, I'm, I'm sorry. I had, uh, Tim Pogorelski, who's the owner of Boxcars Pub. And oh, Rock, yeah, and yeah I, I'm, I'm not number one. Tim was a great guest. That was for sure. You're number two. Dave? Yeah. That's what that's what Bob Zaney calls I've me, always, number two. I've been on the record many times saying that Dave Johnson makes a great number two. Yes, that's, that's what I do best. I'm even number two on my own podcast. That's right. So, uh... When I had the, when I was doing the 420 report and other video blogs back in the day, I had pretty a lot of really fun comedians on, um, you know that maybe people probably have heard of. I don't, not, no one like no big superstars or anything like that, but uh, you know we had uh, 
Hey, what's going on? <laughs> hey, Ron. What's going on? That's cool. Hey. Hey. Hey, what's going on? Man, that's kind of trippy. Well, uh, can I tell you a little bit of, a bit about our podcast and uh it always makes it's difficult for me to do the interview sometimes because I have a tendency I just want to come on here and screw around and then uh, I want I'm going to interrupt the conversation to do private jokes with some of the people that are commenting on the uh, thing. Billy Ray Bauer, Billy Ray Bauer. Boxcars rocks, he says. Boxcars Pub and Grub, Clinton, Wisconsin. I'm going to go on the record. I'm going I'm to die on the hill that it is probably the best midweek one-nighter in the entire country. So there you have it. All right, Dave, back to you. What's up? Well, I'll tell you what. Let me tell you a little bit about our podcast. I believe this is episode 224. Uh, nice. Congratulations. Yeah, we're working hard at it. Now, what... Yeah. So right now, once a week, uh, Round Guy, he has a, a series that's going that, that he focuses on events in Iowa, museums in Iowa, people from Iowa. So he's like, he's been talking to the John Wayne uh, Museum, and he's talked to the Johnny Carson Birthplace Museum, and he's talked to the Gothic House. And he talked to Willie Farrell about uh, uh, Rocky Marciano's plane crash, and Willie's brother was on the plane, so it was you know really riveting interviews. Uh, he just talked to uh, 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 Billy McGinnis, who's a uh, Buddy Holly Beatles tribute artist that was a good friend, and so we talked a little bit about the day the music died and. Uh, uh, I just did a uh, I talked to a Canadian trucker and an Iowa trucker. Uh, just yesterday, just to hear things from the the horse's mouth, we did the only documentary ever on the Negro Leagues in Iowa. We called the Negro Leagues Museum. They sent us an expert who really told the story about how important Iowa was to the Negro Leagues and uh, all the great uh, baseball action was there. That was a three-part series. We did, uh, we worked with the Iowa Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we produced an episode for a Iowa's greatest guitar player, Tommy Bolin, uh, who died in 1976 at age 25, but he had played with Jimi Hendrix and Jimmy Page and Jeff Beck, and uh, he replaced Joe Walsh in the James Gang, and he replaced, uh, he played in Deep Purple and had a couple albums out, and I mean, he played with, uh, with uh, John Lee Hooker and B.B. King and, and Howlin' Wolf and I mean, by the time he was 16, he was a backup band for all those uh, acts like that. Uh, you know, so, you know, that was a really great episode. And, and we cover high school basketball, uh, high school football in Southeast Iowa, you know, uh, and we work on a thing called recruitable players. that so we make a list of players and we try to send that to, uh, to college coaches, you know, in the area or, or round guy knows a lot of them around the nation, you know. That way they could just listen to our podcast and know, hey, maybe I should check out this player or this player. You know, uh, Southeast sure. Iowa has a lot of uh, number. They have two number one ranked teams in uh, 
in the 3A and 1A, and then they have eight teams in the top 20 probably in A. So there's a lot of really great action around here. Uh, if they have the number one and number two team in 3A. So uh, that's been exciting and, uh, you know, got good community spirit. Plus we do, uh, we pick out a town and we'll just do it. Yeah. You know, Fairfield, we'll do Mount Pleasant. We'll do Wapalo, Iowa. We'll do Wellman. We'll do Kelowna. That was another great episode. So it's been a great way. We talk to authors, you know, or, or people that are doing things. And it's been a great experience uh, bringing that, uh, that kind of uh, Iowa angle to, to, you know, everything that we look at. Nice. So, so is your podcast mostly focused around sports then, or is it all things small town Iowa? Well, okay. So here's what we, we looked at it when we started this thing, you know, round guy, you know, you, you probably remember him from KGGO, Lou Heather and the round guy, or when he was the host of the funny bone in, in Des Moines for like 11 years, or when he was at the morning guy, KBOE at Oskaloosa. Well, he's retired now. But we wanted to bring that old 1970s radio floor mat back. You know what I mean? That didn't have an agenda, that didn't have an angle, that just, you know. I mean, I, I've already interviewed like 12 different coaches, you know, in southeast Iowa. You know, just to hear it for straight from them. That's why I interviewed that truck driver from Canada, so I could hear it straight from them instead of, you know, what's, you know, something else. Just, I, don't, I just right. want to hear it. I don't want to hear it filtered from national mainstream media you can have a platform or a channel or how whatever you want to call all this or you can produce your own media your own shows have your own conversations that put out your thing into the world and if it reaches just a small amount of people at least to reach them they wouldn't have been reached at all and and i like your concept of hearing it straight from the horse's mouth instead of these filtered enterprises where somebody else has already produced the show. They've already decided what can and cannot be said. This can all be uncensored and unfiltered, which is exactly the way I like to, to do comedy, the way I like to promote comedy, just keep it uncensored, unfiltered. But as long as it's entertaining and interesting, I think that's really the only rule. It's got to be interesting. Yeah. And yeah. small town Iowa, small town Americana, I think it's actually a lot of times more interesting than big city. I've lived in both. I've lived in small towns. I've lived in big cities. And I have some of the best, most interesting interactions and experiences when I am in small towns because, I, I don't know, they all have, they just have like these little unique uh, appeal that you would not see anywhere else. Well, that's what I always you know, liked, liked about small museums and stuff. You know, you can find those little tiny weird tourist trap type things in small towns. They all have like their legend that only if you're from the area, you really know about. I think that stuff is cool. Oh, yeah. There's some great ones. But I've always that's what I always liked about your humor. Even when you were living in Chicago, your humor came from a, a small town, Midwestern farming, agricultural perspective. You know what I mean? You was making jokes about tractors, and that was uh, I said, "This guy's making jokes about tractors." I think I love this guy. <laughs> yeah, I think I still remember. And again, talking about memorable, memorable experiences. Uh, I remember that night when you you were at I think somewhere down Sigourney, maybe Libertyville. It was somewhere right right outside of Fairfield. Yeah, Iowa. Libertyville, Iowa. Uh, yeah. And do you remember there was 
the former owner of the bar. Yes. Real old senior citizen, old lady drunk. And she came right up on stage and we started going back and forth. And again, that's not something you would ever see happen in like a uh, A-list comedy club that would not allow any of that. And, 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 we, and, and, and they shouldn't probably, but when you go to those small town bars and it's no holds barred, you get fun interactions like that that I actually recorded and put up on YouTube. I know, and it was a big hit too. See, there's the thing. I'll give you two. Let me give you two quick examples. That being one, that would throw a different comic than you. Or I remember we did a show in Hedrick, and uh, you know, they didn't have much of a stage. You know, where one comic would look at that and say, "That ain't very good stage," you know. And you you made a joke about, "Hey," he says, "Wow," he says, "You guys just used the back porch of uh, off of the trailer and put it in here," you know. Yeah, got a huge laugh. You know what I mean? It was just you you we're able to deal with these situations and create humor out of them that other comics yes. would, would get ate up over. I think. Dave, I've got, I've got the video right here, actually from this is the, this is at that show where I think was the very first time we met. Yep. And you talked to me afterwards. I'm going to play it right now. Can I play it? Go ahead. All right. Hang on. I'm going to, I'm going to, I got to do a double screen action here. And let me see if I can make this work. It'll just take you keep keep talking for a little while. Okay. <laughs> to fill in the gaps while I try to make this work. Hang tight, everybody. All right. So yeah, well if um we're we're in the process of doing some nominating for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They are looking for some people from Southeast Iowa. They feel like Southeast Iowa was a little underrepresented. Uh we've come up with uh, Adam Steck, who is a uh uh, book big booking agent out in Las Vegas. He runs Spy Entertainment right now. He got he's from Fairfield, Iowa. He got his start. Uh, the singer from Mister Mister was born in Keokuk, Iowa. So uh, we've got him. Uh, we found out that Elvis's uh, pilot was from Iowa. So there's a lot of Iowa connections like this. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, Okay, here we go. I got it, Dave. It's ready. It's all queued up. This is elderly drunk woman lectures comedian during show. Comedian being myself, Jeremy Jaredog. Here we go. Here's what happened. yourself do material especially from like 15 years ago you know what i mean an example of ag related comedy yeah exactly right there here we go here the the drunk elderly heckler is about to take the stage the sad thing is i'm still doing these jokes Oh my God, looks 
like someone threw mama from the train. What the hell? <laughs> tried to chicken out uh but you and harville pushed me on the stage and started uh started uh, me on a path that wound up me opening having uh opening in las vegas a few times that's right and the world of comedy has thanked me ever since yeah yeah i was uh, i went straight down that road you know i don't know uh, i haven't done it in a couple of years but uh i i did enjoy uh doing it and we did a lot of shows together we burned through southeast iowa and uh, many occasion and brought a lot of laughs and we've got a lot of friends around here that probably remember you but uh oh yeah absolutely let me ask you a little something kind of uh on my mind here that's right went a little too far That was there you a, have a it. little bit of gold. Hey, uh, I got something on my mind I want to ask you. Listen, I got something a little bit on my mind I got to ask you, uh, you know, uh, yeah. about what's going on with uh, Joe Rogan, you know. Uh, I know 48% of my listeners listen on Spotify. It's been a pretty good platform by uh, right now. Uh, you know, I don't really tackle those uh, hard-hitting kind of uh, areas uh, that would, yeah. but would, or, you know, but uh, how do you think it's going to affect uh, people like me that are podcasting down downstream on all this uh you know it's hard to say i don't really know it, it i i think um i think you'll be all right i really do yeah i just hope they'll find the podcast one way or the other you know uh sure i i feel like he's sure being bullied by uh uh and uh and i i hope uh I hope his podcast stays successful because he's really leading the way uh, for people like me doing this kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, no, I think, I think Joe will be just fine. Well, you know, even if, even if you walk away from it all tomorrow, he's still got a hundred million dollars in the bank. Well, I saw he got a hundred million dollar offer to move his content to rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, and who knows if that's even a good deal or not? Like, let's say, let's say his deal with Spotify is that he's got stock options. Yeah. It might be better. It would, Spotify. I don't know. You, you don't really know what the, what's going on behind. Well, this. that would only depend on Any, his... anything that I have to say right now. I'm just be talking out of my ass because yeah, I don't I don't know what goes on behind the scenes and when they're making decisions like that. Welcome to the High Noon Report, where Daredevil just talks out of his ass. Report, 
What else is on your mind? That was it. I already covered everything. I All just right, want... man. Well, it was good talking to you. Guys, if you're heading out this weekend, you want something fun to do pre-Valentine's Day, hit up one of these shows. They're scrolling across the bottom. If you're any of these areas, Creston, Iowa, that's where I'm going to be this Saturday night, February 12th at the Eagles Club. Tickets are available now at barcomictix.com. Uh, also, head on over to uh, JaredogLive.com or follow me on any of the social media at JaredogLive, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and listen for me on Wake and Beat with Double P every Thursday morning. I recorded the episode today. It's going to be all about Valentine's Day. That's on Rockford Radio, the Eagle 96.7 FM. What else we got? We've got uh, the Pub and Grub Comedy Tour is going to be heading to Bowman, North Dakota this Saturday night, February 12th at Wendy's Bar. That's going to star Skyler Bolks and Luke Johnson. Uh, Saturday, February 12th, Lake Park, Iowa at Gunderson's with Dan Bublitz and Joe Christensen. Bad Axe, Michigan at the Pit with the Mutant Queen of Comedy, Katrina Brown. Manson, Iowa this Saturday at Shoreside Pub and Grub with Dan Brennan, Shane Scherer, and Don Seeger, Coal Ridge, Nebraska, the Rodeo Barn Grill, this Saturday, February 12th, with Dan Brown and Altus, Oklahoma, at the Halftime Sports Bar with Steve Peters and Levi Mabe. Get your tickets now, barcomictix.com. I'll be back for more High Noon Report action tomorrow at High Noon or as close as possible. Dave, thanks a lot, man. Round Guy, the podcast. Round Guy, the podcast, the High Noon Report, Dave Johnson. And if you ever have Round Guy on when we're going to do a simulcast, I've got a funny story about uh, with the Round Guy, and I can share it together with you. Oh, I but can't I wait to hear it. To be, I want him to join in on that. All right. All right. Thanks okay, a lot man. for having Thanks us. For Bye. We're out of here. Dog.